Welcome to Let's Talk About Life, a podcast brought to you by LifeBank, the organ, eye, and tissue recovery agency in Northeast Ohio. Donation can be a complicated subject, but it is really all about life. So spend a few minutes as we unravel the complexities of donation. So come on, let's talk about life. There was a huge advance announced recently helping infants and young children who have heart failure. Owen Monroe was just days old when his parents learned he had a congenital heart defect, which was so severe it couldn't be treated with standard surgery. But using a procedure that never had been performed on humans before, surgeons transplanted part of a donor heart onto Owen's own heart, saving his life. Owen's medical team at Duke University are thrilled that he is now a happy, healthy five-month-old who is growing and thriving almost normally. Hi, you're listening to episode 110 of Let's Talk About Life. I'm your host, Colleen Gerber, kidney recipient and LifeBank staff member. When it comes to infants and children, there's nothing more fulfilling than when a little one who is fighting for life receives the organ transplant they need to survive and are reborn. Families fighting for their little ones, lives that are very special to us at LifeBank. And we are honored to have a mom, Shauna Storm, here to talk about her son, Jayor's fight for life when he was an infant. Like baby Owen, after Jayor was born, Shauna noticed that there was something wrong with her baby. Ever since his birth, Shauna and Jayor have been on a journey and fighting for his life. Shauna, thank you for talking with me. And can you update us on Jayor? How is he doing? He's doing a whole lot better, actually. He's been really, really good. Even through COVID, he's been excellent. Today, we're having family day at my sister's house, and him and his cousins are watching Hocus Pocus, too. And I'm sure he's laughing and giggling with the other guys. Absolutely. I want to go back to when Jayor was born. As I mentioned, you noticed there was something not right. How long did it take for you to receive a diagnosis of what was going on with your baby? Um, Well, actually, I had gotten one, like, pretty much right away. He was born at Cleveland Clinic, which was due to me being rushed to the hospital um, in labor. They wouldn't take me to Rainbow, where I was seeing my regular doctor. They took us to Cleveland Clinic. They had him in the NICU saying that his bilirubin levels were high. Normally, a jaundice baby would be placed under the lights. They did not do that. So I was concerned. When we got discharged two days later, I instantly took him to Rainbow Baby's ER. And in the ER, we were admitted. And one of the doctors had basically told me right away what he had. Wow, how stunning. What did they tell you was going to happen? He had biliary atresia. How were they going to treat that? Basically, they just put some dye in his body and said that they wanted to be sure. So they had given him an ultrasound where they would put him in a machine and he'd have to stay in there for a few hours while the dye was going in and coming back out. And they would watch the liver to see where the dye was going. 
And during that ultrasound, they realized that bio was not going through the gallbladder to the, you know, small intestines. It wasn't properly flowing through the body. So they realized that his bridge did not form. So they decided they were going to do a procedure called a Kasai and build the bridge to see if then the bio was properly flowing through the body. He got that 23 days after being born. Oh, my goodness. How how do you do that when your child is only 23 days old? You must have been devastated. I, I was. I couldn't even I couldn't even wrap my head around it, to be honest with you. But I didn't have no choice. It was kind of like life, life or death. Yeah. And it's one foot in front of the other in that case. I mean, you're just mm-hmm. kind of looking at what's right in front of you. Absolutely. Yeah. And sadly, the Kasai procedure really didn't work. It didn't achieve what the goal was. No, I would say probably nine months later, they realized that the Kasai was not working. That's when they brought up transplant. And what were your thoughts about that? Um, At first, um, I was scared because when you're thinking transplant, You also have to realize that whatever that person has, your child or you, whoever can acquire, if they have cancer, if they have AIDS, if they have anything they can acquire, what they may have, it it could be anything. So I was terrified because I, you know, they don't, they don't always not transplant due to certain things, which he acquired CMV from his donor. For our listeners, what is CMV? Cytomegliolus virus. Basically, it's an infection in the blood, which he will always have for the rest of his life. It lays dormant and it comes out whenever. You never know when it's going to come out. And the side effects are the same side effects as if he was having a rejection to the liver. Basically, fever, um, vomiting, diarrhea, those types of things. Transplant is difficult. So many people... Mm -hmm feel like that's utopia. Once you get a transplant, the world is great. And it really isn't. You're changing issues, more or less. You're exchanging one set of issues and problems for another new set. Granted, you're alive and you can deal with them, but there are still situations and circumstances that come from transplant. Right. You knew that somebody had to pass for in order for JR to get the liver that he needed or a part of the liver that he needed. What were your thoughts about JR's donor family and the gift that they gave your son? So it wasn't really necessarily that somebody had to pass. It was just that nobody who was alive were matching. And there was, you know, people going and getting tested, but they weren't matching. Or if they did match, it's not just based off of the blood or the, the tissue type. It's even based off of mental health and things like that, because there was someone who was a a perfect match, but because she had mental health issues and tried to commit suicide, they would not allow her to donate. Oh, my goodness. Where did J.R.'s liver come from? I don't know. The donor family still has not uh, reached out, and um, I've only sent one letter. Just to be clear, J.R. did receive a deceased donor liver and not a living donation. Yes. And do you know anything about the donor? Nothing. You've written to them and just haven't heard back? Correct. In that letter that you wrote 
to your donor family. Obviously, you don't need to share everything with us, but what were your thoughts? What were your feelings when you wrote to tell them about JR? It was kind of hard for me to write, honestly, because you don't know anything about the person. You, you, you don't really honestly know if it's a child, if it's a girl, if it's a boy, if it's an adult. You don't know what happened. You don't know the feelings behind it. So you don't know how to really even start. You don't want to sound selfish in saying, hey, thank you for placing your loved one on the donor list or thank you for your loved one being on the donor list because it saved my child's life. Like you don't want to start off like that because, you know, their person passed away. It was really, really, really hard to even form a letter. And to be honest with you, I can't even really remember exactly what I wrote. I just know that I expressed to them that Jor was doing well and that I was very appreciative um, that a second chance of life came for my child. That's really all I said, honestly. It really wasn't a, a long, detailed letter because, like I said, I didn't. I don't even know anything. I don't know if it was a child, if it was an adult. I don't know if it was a boy or a girl. I don't know the circumstances or the story behind it or anything. You're absolutely right. Donor family, they're in grief. They're grieving. And it is, I know for me, when I wrote my donor family, it was hard for me to say, hey, I'm doing great. You know, sorry that your loved mm-hmm. one is gone. Um, right. But I'm right. doing great. That is a very difficult, difficult letter to write on both sides. And yeah, I did. Exp- I just did express to them that I would um, like to meet them and that I, I kind of, I kind of remember going into, they said that normally when you get an organ from someone, you kind of pick up the energies from that organ donor. Hmm. And I basically expressed that I, my interest in meeting them because a lot of things about JOR changed and I wasn't sure if it was due to the donor and the transplant situation or if it was that he was just going from being a baby and going into being a toddler. Yeah, plus a dozen different medications are on board that, you know, really mm-hmm. messes things with your everything. Um, right, because he like his appetite changed. Um his attitude completely changed. Like he was a very calm baby. He never cried. He never like fussed. He never really had any like temper tantrums or anything like that. I know he was only a year old, but he was not, he was a very calm baby. And he, since transplant has not been that calm anymore. Yeah. He's full of life. That's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I want to bring up what you did after JR's transplant. It was amazing to us at LifeBank. You actually wrote a very special book called Fight My Journey. And what I think is so cool is that it's a children's book explaining Jay Orr's experience. I love this book. Why was it important for you to share his story in a way that young children can understand? Well, it was important to me because I feel that kids, they are very harmless, but sometimes they make fun of other kids and they don't really know what the other kid is experiencing or, you know, the story behind why they may look a certain way or why they may be sick sometimes or all of the time or just why they're missing school or, you know, things like that. So I just wanted to help to bring awareness to all populations. But with him being a child, kids first, because I feel like they just need to know some things aren't being taught. 
to children. Like they're so busy learning about math and science and how to read that they don't know about real life events that happen in people's lives and why people, you know, are the way that they are. I have to say bravo. And one of the reasons I love this book is because you highlight vocabulary words and you have a little vocabulary dictionary in the back. And that is so helpful. And I think that is even great for adults. Adults that aren't familiar with transplant and donation don't understand all the terminology. That was a stroke of genius. I just love this book. Yes, that was that was important because there was a lot of people in my family who had no clue of what that entailed. And a lot of people don't know that the person doesn't have to be a deceased donor in order to give, get a liver. You could be a live donor and just give a portion of your liver and it will regenerate into a full liver and yours will regenerate back to its normal size. I'm glad you brought that up because that is a brilliant point. There are procedure to be a living liver donor is much easier than it was back in the day. And mm-hmm. More people are a little bit less apprehensive to be a living liver donor because of that. The liver is a, f- a phenomenal organ and it does regenerate. You're absolutely right. It's kind of crazy though to think about. Right. We had the, the unbridled joy of having J.R. at LifeBank. You and J.R. both attended a staff meeting and shared your story. And you came on the, the perfect day because it was the staff picnic. And we got to see JR in all his glory. He received ice cream and he was just having a wonderful time, just like any other little boy. When you look at him, what are your hopes for JR's future? Um, so I actually am hoping for him to be the face of bringing awareness to liver disease and that it will help bring some kind of calmness to people who are also in the same situation, whether it's a liver disease or whether it's kidney or heart or whatever type of transplant, that it will bring them hope that life still can happen and go on and you can move forward. And it's not as bad as, you know, that initial shock from getting the news. It's not as bad. And so that's why I've created him all of this social media, started this book. I'm trying to do a foundation and I just want to give back to the community to be able to to spread the most awareness across the board, not for just liver disease, but all diseases. For you to receive this gift for your son and then want to give back, that, that truly is profound. I love it. Thank you. What would you want your friends and neighbors and those listening today, what would you want them to know about organ, eye, and tissue donation? I would just want them to know that it it really saves lives and that it's not as bad as people presume it to be. Um, All these like horror stories that you hear, it's it's not really as bad as people make it seem. Yeah, there's a lot of mistrust of the medical community, and rightly so, right? Mm -hmm, Absolutely. I think people take that and kind of project it on everything. So for you to say that means you you going through the experiences you have with JOR, I mean, that's such a credible statement. And I appreciate you sharing that because that's what people need to know. It's, you know, we do save lives and that's what it's all about. 
Absolutely. Shauna, if our listeners would like to get a copy of Fight My Journey, where can they do that? They can get that off of Amazon under Fight My Journey, or they can look it up under J.R. Princeton, or they can reach out to um, him on his Facebook or Instagram or TikTok at Fight My Journey as well. And his link to buy the book is on all three pages. That's wonderful. And also, we'll throw this out there. If they want to reach out to info at lifebank.org, we'll share the information as well. All right. Shauna, thank you so much. We've only known each other for a few months, I would say, but you've made such an impact at LifeBank and on me personally. And I thank you for all you're doing, not only to celebrate J.R. and his gifts of life, but to help others who are in a similar situation. You really are the new queen of donation. We appreciate it so much. Thank you. Thank you. We hope you found today's episode informative and inspirational. You know, you can save lives simply by going to lifebanc.org and registering your donation decision. You can catch Let's Talk About Life on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, but you can always find it at lifebank.org. We thank you for listening and we hope you come back next time. And come on, let's talk about life. Thank you for listening to Let's Talk About Life. If you have questions about today's podcast, reach out to us at info at lifebank.org. Take a few minutes to do something heroic and register to be an organ donor by saying yes at lifebank.org. Literally, someone's life is dependent on it.